Hello and welcome. You are listening to Anastasia Speaks, where sacred spaces are created to heal the invisible scars and build communities of love, whilst illuminating the magic of you. I am Anastasia, your host, and this, this is our very first episode. I'm excited to be here and I'm glad that you made it. Here on Anastasia Speaks, we listen to souls speak with our ego, share the evolution of our transformative spiritual journeys, expose vulnerabilities and embrace radical acceptance. And this, this my friends, is a big part of my mission. It's been my soul's calling to bridge between the seen and unseen, the light and the dark, to connect people's minds with their souls and their hearts, to create sacred spaces, to assist people in feeling powerful and safe enough to be their most authentic self always, getting clearer on purpose and unique soul gifts, therefore activating your full potential and heal any buried blocks whilst ushering in an abundance of more love along the way. This show really is an extension of the sacred spaces I hold and host, both in my personal life and in the public eye. This is another way to connect with my tribe and reach individuals I wouldn't normally get to meet on a day-to-day. I'm here to unpack so much of what we don't get the opportunity to in our everyday. So, as always, take what resonates and leave what doesn't. On today's episode, I'm talking all things vulnerability, of course, because there's no better way to kick off the season than getting up close and personal. You know what you're thinking, vulnerability, here we go again, that buzzword, but just hear me out. First, let's talk about what vulnerability is. Well, the Oxford Dictionary and Theosaurus says vulnerability is a noun. It is the ability to be attacked or harmed or an openness. It also says to be exposed or susceptible, unprotected, undefended or unguarded. Now, whilst reading the definition doesn't make me squirm, the thought of being open to the point of exposure or defencelessness does. <laughs> and as a woman of Nigerian Ibo descent, I'm a little obsessed about the details. <laughs> I was raised to always have a plan. You must have a plan A and a plan B. I mean, the plan C was definitely the analytical Virgo in me. <laughs> and the goal was always to execute the plan with complete precision. My parents' motto was to just get it done by any means necessary but without compromising your integrity or theirs. (laughs) So having a backup plan or focus on solution in case of sudden change was always my natural way of thinking. The what ifs, the reading the room and learning to adapt is familiar territory. So being at the whim of just any old thing without a security blanket is definitely uncomfortable for me. Or at least that's what I felt growing up. Fortunately enough for me, being raised in an although strict home, I was completely nurtured in love and in service. Seeing how my parents treated one another, my siblings, their siblings and parents growing up, allowed me to see all the avenues in how an overflow of love and understanding through intention 
created an abundance of compassion and peace. It was always a safe space to just be, to try or to be their best, express themselves in the most and best authentic ways that they could muster at the moment, um, or at least be somewhat prepared to face the consequences of that um, if they didn't, you know, behind closed doors. And it was very much like detective work. They would query, you know, one another's motives, actions, and even quote each other talking out their disagreements and giving suggestions on how or what they thought would have improved the situation or what might have been a true representative of themselves. Whether it was my mum crying and vocalising how upset she was about something that my dad said or done or externally, you know, it was being listened to and vice versa. You know, I might hear my dad say, I'm uncomfortable about this. And sometimes it did get a little heated to where you could feel the tension in the air, but they always settled it, you know, with the intention of coming together. And this really taught me that arguing didn't have to mean war. Disagreements didn't mean separation and that opposing viewpoints were only an opportunity to understand more deeply. It showed me how deep emotions went and how vast they are. But no matter how chaotic the emotions might feel, that you could still heal, move through them peacefully and transform if you led with the intention to serve, in alignment with your higher self, of course. I mean, you know, what a great and perfect teacher in both of them, you know, to really, really teach in this vast, deep, but complex subject you know, I look back on moments like these and think how fortunate I am to have witnessed such beauty and greatness from even these peak moments, you know, and identifying how vulnerability was shown or communicated in the home is really key to our visibility in relationships and partnerships. I won't lie and say that my loving outlook on life didn't get me hurt a number of times. It did. I recognise from very early on, my upbringing might be considered a rarity in this day and age. And for most people, it was strange, if you will, to have a matter-of-fact viewpoint and be blunt and have this confidence. You know, it just rubbed people the wrong way. And sometimes people felt offended. I just counted myself lucky, I guess, feeling like I had family members that are actually best friends, you know. I can't say that I was ever severely targeted or picked on at any point in my childhood. But I know there were moments where I was labelled by others according to their viewpoints. You know, whether it was them being coming from a sunken place and stuff going on at home or, you know, that it just it just didn't line up with how I saw myself. You know, these moments were me just being me you know for instance sitting in the bedroom of my cousin's um house you know and hearing cyborg because I guess my eyes are bigger than what they're used to seeing and I would just be content in sitting and observing you know I mean there was that and I remember thinking oh I, I don't really understand that but it happens you know or my close childhood friend who said, you know, you take forever to take 
to tell your stories. <laughs> when I would transcribe events, you know, it was, oh, you're so cheesy because I openly loved love and enjoyed being in joy about it. Yet this was my detailed, thorough and romantically joyous nature to me, you know. Nevertheless, I had enough of those side comments to think to myself, well, I'll just kind of keep parts to myself and keep parts of me hidden. So I guess I also made the conscious decision at that point or somewhere along the lines that I would help others recognise the blessings of just being themselves, making sure that wherever I could give direct guidance on how to overcome challenges that came up internally or externally and shed light for others, quirks that I would do just that and meet each and every individual with the same amount of compassion and as much understanding I was given from from my parents as a child. Um, I was really allowed to express my creativity as a child through all kinds of art forms. I mean, fine art, portraiture, music, poetry and dance. So this really allowed my creative energy to just flourish and at times pour right out of me. <laughs> Saving my most raw expression, though, for my diary and journals. You know, I grew really comfortable not actually needing to put my most vulnerable self out there in the world to label me. And I found so much peace and freedom in the silence that I think outside stimulus and external sounds was just extra loud. You know, it was busy and at times exhausting for me. I became really adept in observing, listening and understanding silence its different mannerisms and the meaning behind the absence of words or subtle energies with like particular vibrational shifts. And as I grew, this only evolved, it evolved into me channeling, you know, intuitive downloads more rapidly, I would say, and just being more psychically open and dialed in, you know, being highly sensitive and empathic really allowed me to feel see and hear emotions as though they were being narrated to me or spoken out loud. Whilst my mum would say and call me, you know, someone, a child of vivid imagination, this was really my natural ability to envision past, present and future tense. I always had a natural curiosity for the truth and the things that were seen and unseen. I approached life with so much enthusiasm, passion and hunger that living a life of service has meant, you know, just... Fortunately, unfortunately, however you want to see, signing up for crash courses in shadow work <laughs> and read radical acceptance, you know, um, and being unable to avoid inner reflections because my spiritual awakening, the expansion and the maturation of it was happening at such a speed that I had to write them down to help me process. And so doing this really allowed me to make more space for others and as a result, open up eventually. Um, and this forced me to really get more vulnerable with others. Unavoidably, I still experience external influences or situations in life that temporarily disrupt the energetic flow of peace, love and light. You know, every so often I'll be confronted by my ego, ready to provide an opportunity for me to get deep. But you know, next level healing and transformation happens when we allow we allow ourselves to be seen in our vulnerability. Being aware and tuned in to our natural gifts or abilities is best for self-development. Yes, 
You put a spotlight on your magnetism. However, sharing lessons and wisdom from your soul's growing pains and being open, showing up in the midst of people whilst you're healing, unguarded, unprotected and susceptible to being hurt. Now that, that is where the magic is. And this is true vulnerability. I can't say that I've mastered it, but I've definitely learned how to accept my gifts and just succumb to being unable to control when life calls for moments to share in this way and to just be to be present. It's funny. To me, even doing this podcast, you know, I still might resist <laughs> the natural flow, you know, of the inner clock and also vulnerability. For the last few weeks, I've been sitting on this episode, procrastinating and putting off just doing it to appease the inner critic. You know, I mean, how exhausting having all those circulating thoughts. You know, I had this very detailed and specific point that I wanted to talk about today. However, I find myself having to succumb and surrender to just remixing it. <laughs> Which reminds me, a couple of nights ago on Clubhouse, when I was asked to share more candidly about how I'm able to read energies, communicate with spirit guides, or even transition loved ones. And just, you know, how one gets to be so intuitive. And the long and short of my answer really was nature and nurture. I was fortunate to grow up in a loving two-parent household. And although they were your somewhat typical strict Nigerians, unknowingly caging in their overprotected nature, but, you know, the outpour of love, comfort stability and yet flexibility was unwavering this along with other you know previous points that I'd made to vulnerability and vulnerability being something I always saw at home this really allowed me to do something like this you know without my parents I probably wouldn't be able to I'd be so uptight about getting it wrong or just painting this pretty picture that was polished I was fortunate enough to have parents who encouraged reading and telling my side of the story and shared many stories with me. I watched them tell stories of their lives with others in ways that were seen, heard, but also other ways that were silent and unseen. So because my parents continue to grow with me, as opposed to staying stagnant or closed off, I understand that life calls for adaptability. It calls for flexibility and thus I must just go with the natural flow in order to grow or accept that, you know, I will be met with great cornerstones of contrast that is just going to crack me open. <laughs> and once we get used to that idea and not be so afraid of it, we can take the opportunity to recall and recognise these powerful moments that cultivate our gifts and allow us to be more luminous versions of ourselves which ultimately really does need us to live in more fulfilling lives with enriching experiences and allowing us to really connect more deeply in essence, just a more magical life. You know, the truth of it all is storytelling and the successful tug at the human emotion and heartstrings will always be based on how authentic it sounds, how vulnerable you get, and how relatable to us it actually is and feels. All the fulfillment and enrichment of our lives that we find ourselves having is going to be based on this very foundation, whether we're aware of it or not. 
We don't necessarily go around being vulnerable all the time or asking others to be, but our internal navigation system is basing all our interactions and its physical responses based on how closely connected to us is the thing, person or subject and therefore what the best course of action to take is. So if that doesn't get us to look more deeply at vulnerability, then it just means we've got a lot more showing up to do so it can show us which, you know, leads me to why putting the spotlight on myself arrives at no better time than now. Now is the time I find myself having to engage in more opportunities to be cracked open. And in actuality, I can't hide. Neither can you. (laughs) You'll be found one way or another, believe me. Not only does hiding diminish your vitality, but staying small does nothing for us. You know, and I just refuse to continue to be my own best kept secret. I just think we should we should all feel this way. So share more of you. I promise you the world needs it. You know, we need to get to a point where we can confidently say, I am the star of my show. I am the star of the show. And my only role is to just be here and be me. I mean, doesn't that just feel good to say I mean, I don't know, maybe it's because this is my podcast and this is what I'm experiencing now, but it's so liberating to just live this way. And I so want for everybody to feel this kind of liberation. So again, if you would like to and don't feel so vulnerable, say it with me. I am the star of the show and my only role is to just be here. The only role I have is to just be me. Let that sink in for a minute. Take a couple breaths, breathe it in. You know, I'm really leaning into my becoming. And that means getting used to being uncomfortable, talking out loud and saying affirmations sometimes in public spaces. (laughs) Taking now breaths and sharing stuff that doesn't sound unpolished Um, or does sound unpolished, you know, (laughs) there we go. Um, But the most important thing here is just sharing the gift of owning my visibility which says i am beautiful and i'm lovable as my most authentic self and that it is safe for me to show up anywhere just being myself and so therefore it is for you too you know not for the purpose of trying to avoid being critiqued or judged but just out of complete acceptance for all that you are and for all that you're not so If I know exactly what my gift is and what my offering is to the world, which is to merge light and darkness, the only thing left to do is to embrace that depth, embrace the deeper connections formed through that, not just with others, but with the aspects of myself that I might have stored away in attempts to protect myself from fear. Or for you, ridicule or hide shame and resentment. Instead, we create this radical acceptance to create more safe spaces to invite more love in, which means more spaces to share stages with the characters whose role is to do the exact same, be themselves and choose pleasurable experiences with you. You see, vulnerability is a door of opportunity, a passageway. We all have to go through it one day on our spiritual journeys So why not embrace one another and encourage doing it together? This is what this podcast is all about.
This is what sacred spaces and the community that I build is about. How to integrate our shadows, the fragmented pieces of self, so that we may know how to live in constant alignment with extreme magnetism for all that we desire, creating community and understanding whilst we do it. Because knowing where to go, who to go to, or where to start can be daunting. But when you have a community, it feels like a walk in a park. So I just want to let you know, I've got you. And the universe has too. We're here to make self-discovery and development a time to look forward to. A time to attract your desires and be inspired to live more joyfully. I just ask that you stay open. Be open to listening to the voice you tend to silence in attempts to shrink yourself. By the end of each episode, my hope is that you feel a little lighter than what you did when you first hit the play button earlier on. I really don't know where the time's gone, but hopefully you'll keep tuning in. We've reached the end of the show. (laughs) And now is where I give prompts for what I like to call soul work. These are timed creative writing prompts designed to take you a little deeper into self-reflection and discovery to get those channels of creativity and divine insights opening just a little more week after week to help integrate the lessons along with the messages our souls have for us. This week's prompt is, how did I resist to opening up and what are the advantages of doing so? Take 20 minutes and 20 minutes only to write all that comes up for you. Right within this time frame, you can go over if you feel like it, but it really doesn't matter what it sounds like. It doesn't have to be poetic. It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't even have to share it. All you have to do is write it down. Whatever comes to you, whatever you feel, write it down and see. Take a look at it. It's really important just to be present as you do this without distractions. Set the timer. Be alone. But please do feel free to send your responses in if you do want to share. Share them in the comment section on the social media pages or in the review sections. I do have some questions also on Anchor Attached if you'd like to go there and answer directly. I want to let you know there'll be a variety of guest speakers throughout the year with some extraordinary performances not to be missed. I'll also have giveaways, so stay tuned get your questions and responses in for opportunities to get involved or have questions answered on the next show and if you're ready to own your gifts and get comfortable with visibility but need a little help getting clear on what your gifts are to master your magnetism then head over to anastasiaspeaks.com and book your free discovery call now let's get you comfortable with being center stage so you can appreciate your role and welcome the spotlight every day and not just on the weekends. (laughs) For now, you can join the tribe and connect over on Facebook, Instagram and Clubhouse using the at name Anastasia Speaks or go to anastasiaspeaks.com for more. Remember, seeking more means you can no longer stay small. Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe. The key is always radical self-acceptance. But just know, delay is not denial. 
missteps happen so we get the chance to realign and you are never alone. Love louder to release all fear. See you on the next episode. Thank you.